You are listening to the Regenerative Paradox Podcast, hosted by the co-founders and owners of Paradox and Consulting, Ashley Sloan and Ariana Thornton-West. We are working towards achieving our vision of a world where being a strong steward of the environment, an investor in workforce and community, and a profitable business is no longer a paradox. Rather, the ability to operate with people, planet, and profit in mind is seen as resilient, smart business. We are so excited you're here. Now let's get to today's show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Regenerative Paradox podcast. We are currently re-releasing our business resiliency video series that we recorded last April in 2020. In these interviews, we had the opportunity to sit down virtually with business and community leaders to chat about their resiliency efforts and challenges, and they shared their top tips for resiliency with us. They are amazing interviews, and we couldn't be more excited to be sharing them again. As you listen, you might notice that it's a little bit different than what you're used to with our podcasts. There is some background music because they were videos, um, and the sound quality sometimes will peter in and out. So just Please uh, have some patience and some grace with us uh, because the content is exceptional. And then be sure to stick around after the interview where we share updates from the people that we interviewed and insight and additional uh, information. So we're really excited to share these with you and let's get to it. Thank you so much for joining us for our Business Resiliency Series. I am Ashley. And I'm Ariana. We are excited to be joined today with Marissa from Ascent Fitness. And Marissa, to get us going, would you please provide us with a brief overview of your business, who you are, and what you do? Yeah, I'm Marissa. I use she, her pronouns, and I own Ascent Fitness, which is usually a fitness facility. Usually we meet in person and primarily founded in fitness instruction. So helping people learn how to use their bodies and then also find ways to move that are fun and refreshing. And what do you feel makes Ascent unique? I think the thing that makes Ascent unique is that our biggest value is teaching people to be empowered and to find joy in movement. I think a lot of the fitness business takes advantage of people's um, insecurities and shame with their bodies. And instead of trying to tell people to change their bodies, we are teaching people how to use their bodies and then how to have fun moving because humans are inherently made to move. That's how we have survived as a species. We are also targeting our market around people who are generally underrepresented in fitness. So we are reaching out to queer and transsexual um, folks, as well as people in larger bodies have been our two biggest uh, targets that we've been trying to provide a safe and secure space for. That's awesome. And I really love that idea of like making working out like fun and getting like in tune with your body and feeling really strong in your body. Um, Can you give us an example of some of the um, stuff you guys do or, or work on? Yeah, so On paper, our workouts aren't a whole lot different than most fitness facilities. We're going to cover all the major movements, so squatting, deadlifting, pushing, pulling. We teach them in different varieties, so sometimes we do a basic lift like a deadlift or a squat, um, but sometimes we'll do something more like picking something up and carrying it across the room, adding some obstacles into that, uh, crawling, balancing. 
So a lot more variety, I think. I love that. And I've attended a couple of their body positive movement classes, which has been a lot of fun. And something that I feel like has been really helpful for me is to see how the movement translates into my everyday life or how like normal movements can help me with the workout. So there was like with squatting and we're holding a weight. It's like like you're sitting down on the couch with your Thanksgiving plate. It's really heavy. Uh, I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And um, as you can see, I'm virtually taking this meeting from Zion National Park. And I'd <laughs> say that um, the whole starting of this facility was helping people learn how to practice movement in real life. So sometimes that is just simply like sitting on your couch or carrying groceries home and doing that safely and securely. But then sometimes that's also exploring new places. And when you go hiking, you're going to be challenged in different ways. And if you practice that in a gym, usually makes you feel more confident and safe. That's awesome. Then the series that we're doing, right, is really based around uh, like resiliency and how our businesses build resiliency. And in your work, it's kind of unique, right? Because you also get to help people build resiliency. So for you, business, personal, or like as a person or both, how would you define resiliency? To me, resilience is just the ability to withstand adversity. Being in a business that is intentionally trying to serve underestimated communities. Um, a lot of the members and employees and I have experienced adversity in many ways. And so, yes, yeah, like you're saying, I'm teaching people how to practice that. Um, and one good way to do that is to provide physical stress to the body. And along with that, it's been really cool to see Ascent kind of pivot and offer the virtual classes and keep members engaged and keep moving forward. Uh, and I think that's a really good example of resiliency. What would be your like top two tips for a resilient business? What I'm finding to be very helpful in building personal resilience and also resilience in my business is just kind of having a good understanding of my values and the guiding values of our business have been what I keep looking to as I am forced to adapt and pivot. Uh, so as long as I'm providing what I say I want to provide, which is a supportive community, good instruction, inclusive language, all those things I can do virtually. I don't have to do them in a gym. Um, so by being clear about my values, I'm able to adapt. Uh, second thing is the ability to be creative um, is gonna make you more resilient. If a log's across the trail, there's many different ways to get over it. And the more creative you are, sometimes the easier it is to find a new path. I like that, you know, bringing it back to values. I think that's so, it's something we talk about a lot, I think as people and as businesses, right? And then we kind of forget to actually, you know, use our values as a compass, especially in times like this. And I think it's really powerful that you're doing that. And that's a great piece of advice. Yeah, thanks. Also, I would say something that's been really helpful for me that I'm really thankful for is I'm grateful that I've been open now for two and a half years and am not a brand new business. And I therefore have built a really supportive staff and a really supportive membership and having that foundation has been really helpful. So kind of based on where people are in their business journey, remembering like how important it is to build a community. And I think it's been really powerful to see how all kinds of businesses have been able to reach out and rely on the community in all kinds of different ways. Yeah. Well, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for thinking of me. Thank you, Marissa. 
Okay, now for the 2021 update. So Ashley reached out to Marissa and Marissa was amazing with providing us a pretty thorough update about just how she's moved through this time and her tips for resiliency, uh, both personal, emotional, and financial. Yeah, it was really great to get an update on where she's at now. And we are excited to share these tips with you. Uh, So she also mentioned that it feels like a great time to talk about resiliency. And I couldn't agree more with the new year happening and people feeling really tired from dealing with COVID Mm -hmm. and everything for, we're almost at the year mark. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, I felt kind of reassured and a little bit motivated when I read her tips. So we are going to share them with you and hopefully you will also feel some of those things. Um, So the first group of tips that she shares are personal and emotional resilience taking care of yourself. If you do not have personal resilience, everything around you will collapse, which we have talked about before too. You have to take care of you or you can't take care of others. You can't support your business. Um, That self-care element is vital. Extremely. So the first tip that Marissa gave out of four was that she prioritized her own workouts, nutrition, and time away from work. So those were um, the first things that she was tempted to give up when she was stressed, but really, really needed the most. I feel that like when <laughs> you have a long day or you're just stressed and I end of your rope, the last thing that I'm like, yes, I want to go exercise. Yeah, never. That never happens for me. Or if I'm that stressed and I'm going for a run, like, whoo, watch out. <laughs> But we feel that a lot, right? When we stop doing those things, then we are less able to handle the the stress or the challenges that come up. Absolutely. And I think that fits really well with number two, which is to create a routine to cut down on the number of decisions made daily. This is my new year's resolution. So, so far she was only on day one out of one and feeling great. That's awesome. I love love that. I feel like optimism takes you a long way too, right? Things are often what you make them. And I think that positivity takes you a long way. And I want to just expand the idea a little bit. Creating a routine to cut down on the number of decisions. Hmm. I haven't quite heard heard of it explained that way, but having to make a lot of decisions all the time is exhausting. And so being able to just create systems that are more efficient to help remove that drain is awesome. Like that's incredible, like workaround and efficiency that she's starting to implement. Yeah. I really like that. It does feel very much like managing your resources appropriately. Like if we know that uh, self-control and that ability to make decisions in that way is an exhaustible resource, then of course we should check that. And if you can put better routines or systems in place to make that happen, the total win. Three was profit first. So take a profit, even if it's small. She said her first reaction was to cut salary instead of finding other expenses to cut. Uh, Now they are eight months in and she hasn't made any money. Obviously not sustainable. 
So her goal for 2021 is to set aside 5% of revenue right off the bat. Then cutting expenses, you know, as appropriate or find ways to make more money to cover other expenses. And that is something that's helping with decision making, being very clear about what those uh, financial goals are and being profit first. And when you set those expectations from the very beginning, she's right, it does help with the decisions because automatically the budget that they're working with already has that revenue set aside. So I think that's a great way to approach it. hundred percent. And we, we talked about this before we started recording tonight, but what bravery and vulnerability, it's very easy to say, things are fine. We're good. Come on over. And so we really appreciate Marissa's ability to be vulnerable and real because there are many businesses, um, that are experiencing this during the pandemic. A hundred percent. And something else is I feel like a lot of people feel that gut instincts to cut your own salary. And I really appreciate that Marissa mentioned uh, finding other ways to either cover expenses or to make money. So creating new revenue streams. Um, and that's something that I have noticed that they have done a really cool job at. When we chatted with Marissa Previously in that interview you just listened to, um, they talked about moving things online and having to kind of pivot in that realm. And they have done that and also created all kinds of other really unique ways to engage their members, like hiking clubs and workouts in the park and uh, virtual workout programs. So it's just it's just that sometimes you have to look at things differently in order to get to where you want to be. And I appreciate how she laid it out here. Mm-hmm. And then number four was to get support, hire a business coach, a counselor, a financial planner, personal trainer, whatever areas you are struggling in the most. These people will lighten your stress load immensely and provide support so you can keep running your business. They will also help you from offloading your stress on your clients and staff. Ooh. So good. So good. And I appreciate the way Marissa framed it as well, because it's not, you know, when we're outsourcing things like getting a business coach, getting someone to help us with their business, it's not that you can't or incapable of doing those things. It's just not the best use of your time or you as a resource. And I, you know, this is real. Um, I like that she spoke to you. It helps you from offloading your stress on your clients and staff, because even if you're trying not to, if you're in that place where you're that stressed, you will do it. They will know it's bad energy and it's bad business. And I think it's especially powerful that Marissa put this under that revenue point where even if you are struggling, even if you are not bringing in a lot of money, identify areas that you can outsource, that you need help and that you need support with so that you have that energy to find those other revenue streams and to make that pivot, right? Because if you are drained and you are taking on all of those tasks that are not helpful or even something like a therapist, right? Like if you are struggling so much with that mental load, being able to have support that you need is going to help you be a better business owner. 100%. Her next section was on financial resilience specifically. Uh, Tip number one, diversify. Due to all the rule changes and customer changes since April, she's had to create new products to serve people. 
She now has multiple revenue streams for different needs and people. These have helped with subsequent lockdowns and changes. So, so smart. Diversification is what Mother Nature does, and we should absolutely do it in our businesses. Yes, um, and I spoke a little bit about this earlier, but I thought it was really interesting. So we are in Washington State, and there was a, at a point where gyms have been able to have folks come in if they followed certain regulations, um, and Ascent had chosen to continue doing what they had been doing in order to keep people safe. And so after a little bit of time, the governor said, hey, COVID, is, COVID cases are rising again gyms will be shut down. And I had gotten an email that said, well, we've already been doing this. So we are just going to continue how we were already operating um, because they had had that flexibility and that foresight. It helped them to, to be more resilient. They didn't have as much up and down um, as they could have had with following the regulations. Mm. And then number two was help first do what your clients need and they will keep paying you. As a service business, people are paying for the help I give them, not necessarily the physical space. Figure out ways to keep helping people in other mediums. What a stretch. I think most of us get into the businesses that we're in because we're passionate. And what that can also mean is that we think we have a very particular way that things need to happen. Uh, but ultimately you are there to serve a need and you're there to serve your customers. And I love that. I, and I think that the framing of that is help first. And really what that means is get to know your stakeholders and understand what's important to them and deliver that to them is very powerful. Definitely. It's that people first model. Mm. When you put the people first and your business is seeking to solve problems for your customers, the business follows. Absolutely. Uh, and number three, take a profit. So as Marissa said before, even if it has to go down, you must be saving money for yourself and the business. Force yourself to take a profit and adjust your expenses and income instead of the other way around. This is a larger skill version of it, but something that comes to mind is, is Gravity. I think it's Gravity Payments based out of Seattle. So their CEO took a huge, huge pay cut. Um, and out of the entire um, time that we've been going through the corona pandemic, they haven't seen really a huge dip, but that took a huge, I mean, and this was pre-COVID but he had made that decision um, that he was going to take a profit and that his employees were going to get a strong profit also. And I think when you see that you yourself as the business owner and your employees um, are fairly paid or, or paid as well as you can, it does make a difference because none of us are our best when we're deeply struggling. And I also appreciate how Marissa said, force yourself to take a profit. <laughs> Because as a business owner, especially if you are just starting out or your profits are struggling, I think people are very quick to say, I just won't pay myself this month. And that is challenging. I know in our business, as we have been growing it and- Don't do it. Don't do it. Personal confessions. Don't do it. <laughs> as we have been growing it, it's been hard to pay ourselves. And we had to sit down and be like, okay, we are working so hard. We are going to pay ourselves. And it wasn't a lot. Like it was not equal to the work that we have done, but it did feel so good to- prioritize ourselves and I think it's it's almost like comical that we have to force ourselves to pay ourselves 
I will say that Ashley left me a very nice note in my paycheck about what a valued employee I am. Um, and it felt good. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. I appreciate you. <laughs> um, and then the final thought that Marissa left us with was, I guess I have to say at the end of the day, resilience has an element of grit and a clear idea of your why. When the going gets tough, you have to choose to keep going and this takes grit. There have been several times this year that I have wanted to liquidate and move on. Being clear about my why keeps me from taking this route and choosing to keep going. Mm, 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 mm. And if you guys have followed us from the very beginning, um, you know, even like our last episode, you're probably tired of hearing about it now, but it is the core, your mission, your why, your values. I think we get numb to it because it's such a common exercise, whether you're a professional or a business owner, but this, like what you come back to, what gets you out of bed, what keeps you going when you want to let it all go. There's nothing as strong as that. Um, and so reconnecting to that, especially in difficult times. Wow. Wow. And Marissa, we just want to thank you for your vulnerability and for sharing all of this information, um, but especially sharing that you have, it has felt really hard at times wanting to liquidate and move on. I think is a feeling that you're not alone in. There are a lot of businesses that have been hit really hard and this year has been exhausting and draining mm -hmm. and your tips are really helpful and tangible and kind of reinvigorating. And so I, I just appreciate the, the honesty and the vulnerability uh, because you're not alone. Yes. And we don't get paid for ads yet. I'll leave that as an open invitation, but I'm going to plug it. Ascent Fitness. I, I can really appreciate a business owner and a pioneer, not only for what Ascent is doing, but to come out and really share, just like Ashley said, these vulnerable, vulnerable tips and, and just be very real and present and share um, her offerings and her learnings. So if you've got um, a fitness resolution in mind, head over to Ascent. And even if you would like to take Marissa's very first tip, which was to prioritize your own health and self-care, check us out. I participate in the Body Positive Movement program. It's virtual. I love the instructor, Tashian. They are doing awesome things. So we'll have the link in the show notes so that you can check them out. Cool. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. And that's it for today, friends. We hope you've been entertained, inspired, and empowered. If so, be sure to subscribe to the Regenerative Paradox podcast channel and leave us a five-star review. As always, the information provided in this podcast is intended for general education purposes only and not meant for specific business consulting advice. You can learn more about Paradox and Consulting by visiting us at paradoxandconsulting.com or by sending us a message at hello at paradoxandconsulting.com. New episodes air every Friday. We'll see you back then.